Welcome back to our loyal listeners. Uh, this is your host, Matt Cox, and this is the Sauce Podcast. Uh, thank you once again, everyone, for joining us. Um, as mentioned last week, we are Sauce Town Stories on both Spotify and Apple Music. Please um, go, go ahead and, and subscribe. Um, rate us five stars. You can be a friend of the show. Uh, rate us five stars and leave a positive comment. I might send you a free bag of Ash Creek, Oregon. Um, four stars, you know, we can still be buddies. Three, we're getting a little questionable. Uh, two and lower, we're, uh, we're probably not on speaking terms anymore. But please go at us, subscribe on Sau- uh, Sauce Town Story on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And with that, um, a quick word, as always, from our sponsor, Ash Creek, Oregon. They started by growing the best tasting hazelnuts. Then they found the best chocolate. It isn't any more complicated than that. Pure, natural, simple, and delicious. They love their simplistic and natural way of life at Ash Creek, and they believe their product should be a direct image of the life we so love. Their roasted milk and dark chocolate hazelnuts make the perfect gift for your friends and loved ones any season. Go to ashcreekoregon.com and order today and with that the part of the show that you guys all come here for i'm joined by a uh, excellent guest today a uh, a sprague high school legend i've been bringing a lot of south people on it was time to to mix in some sprague and just a great guy a household name in the sauce i am joined by joey wong joey how's it going man hey it's going great matt thanks for having me on um excited to having a chat with you yeah, man, it's been forever. It's uh, it's great to have you here. Um, I think most of our listeners uh, certainly have heard your name or, or know a little bit about you, at least, um, just being from Salem. But to uh, go ahead and, and, and kick us off a little bit, um, just give us a quick introduction to, to who you are and kind of what your, uh, your, your ties to the Salem area are, and t- take us through maybe um, your time at, at, as, as a kid growing up and then... Uh, at Sprague High School and just tell us a little bit about yourself to get us going. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so I was born and raised in, in Salem. Um, my parents met there um, a while back. Um, my dad was the head baseball coach at Willamette University. Um, so growing up, I was always hanging around um, various athletic events around Salem, um, going recruiting with him. And so I think, you know, people kind of knew me from being his son most of the time growing up. Um, let's see, I went to Pringle Elementary School. Then I went to Judson Middle School and then on to Sprague High School where I played um, baseball and football there. And uh, we had some some good success, some fun times there. And um, yeah, you know, that's kind of uh, how I guess most people in Salem would but know of me. <laughs> and you guys won what? A, you came out of there with both a baseball and a football state championship, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So my, my junior year there, we won football and baseball. That's right. Same um, year. Yeah. Same year. So it was a, a, gr- a good group of guys. A lot of guys, um, you know, on the baseball team also played football. So, um, you know, we had a very strong bond and, We'd played together all the way growing up through, you know, Boys and Girls Club back then was where we played football and Little League. And so, um, you know, we just had a really close bond and um, 
Yeah, it's great times. Yeah, so so coming out of Sprague, obviously you're, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll toot your horn for you because you're a pretty humble guy, but you're a, you're a, a heck of a ball player. Um, you're a, a big time recruit. You actually get drafted straight out of high school, um, but make the call to go ahead and attend Oregon State. Um, so going in there, I know, so o- Oregon State had, for those that remember, well, they're still obviously an incredible program, but they had those back-to-back titles and you actually came in after they had won their first title. So what was that like? So you're, they, they've, they've won a national title. You're coming in, you're this, you know, pretty big time recruit, a guy that got drafted. Was it kind of uh, welcome to the team rookie type thing? Or did, did they know who you were? Was it, was it quite a process to kind of gain your respect there and, and find your way with that team? Um, yeah, it was kind of, I'd say a little bit of both, um, you know, the Beaver baseball family is that is exactly that. It's a family. And so, you know, it's made up of a lot of Northwest guys. And so we know, you know, we knew each other prior to going to Oregon state, but the older guys, you know, definitely make sure that, um, you know, at least for the first month or two, you know, that you're the new guy and um, you know, but you're not treated that way on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, the culture is, you know, whoever's the best that's going to help us win is going to be on the field. Um, and, you know, they make that very apparent from, from day one. Um, you know, Coach Case was the coach there when I was, when I was playing. So, you know, we had our, our meetings um, early in the fall of my, my freshman year. And, you know, he, I very vividly remember him saying, look, Darwin's going to play shortstop for us this year and Mitch is going to catch and everywhere else is up for grabs. So you guys go get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. For those who don't remember Dar- Darwin, Barney, Mitch Canham, two uh, incredible ball players. Darwin played with a number of big league teams and Mitch, did he, I can't remember if yeah. he made the bigs, but he was close. Yeah. He, he made it to triple a, but was, you know, he was a first round pick and played with a bunch of different teams as well. And so that season, I know those two guys, these are our starters, everyone else. It's, it's up for grabs. I know you obviously ended up winning the, the, the second base position or winning the starting job there. How long did that take? Were you, I'm trying to remember, were you, were you starting there opening day or was that a bit of a process for you to become the starter? Yeah, no. So after coach Casey told us, you know, what kind of what was going on, then I just went straight over to second base and said, I I will try this. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, no, I ended up, uh, you know, it was a competition all the way up till the season started and um, ended up winning the job opening weekend um, and getting getting the start there. So that was kind of gave me a lot of confidence, I think, um, you know, that they had faith in me and saw me as the, the option to go to. So, um, you know, obviously playing with Darwin, who was a, a junior at that time and had been been through it all and he made it, you know, a much smoother transition, I think, for me than, you know, a lot of incoming freshmen, so. Mm-hmm. And then, like, coming out of Sprague, obviously, you won a couple titles, played in some big games there. Um, did you ever, did you picture yourself, because that first year, you guys go back to Omaha, uh, you win the whole thing, actually, you and Darwin, the, the play they always talk about, turned one of the more um, kind of iconic uh, double plays in in program history. Was there any level of, like, Holy shit! I was playing high school ball last year, and now I'm on ESPN in the in the the national title game. Or was it just kind of 
rolling with the flow. This is kind of expected. Yeah, no, I think um, my experience growing up, having my dad as a coach kind of helped prepare me for, for what I was getting into and then also playing um, against some really good competition um, in high school in some, some summer ball circuits. I didn't do a lot of that, but, you know, just a, a couple of them. Um, seeing some really good competition and then obviously you know with our high school team and um, we had a Babe Ruth team when I was 15 that went to the World Series Um, we played a lot of good teams there Um, I play a little bit of USA baseball and saw some high competition there and then you know obviously when you when you go to Oregon State we we were full of great leaders that um, you know had expectations of us um, getting to Omaha um, kind of the buzz around our team was that we weren't going to be as good in 2007 and that we had a good recruiting class coming in the next year that we were supposed to be really good. But, um, you know, we had a great start to the season and then struggled a little bit in the, in the pack pack 10. It's, it still is pack 10 then. <laughs> um, but then came back around towards the end of the year and made a run. So that's right. That was the year where you guys were like, borderline like a 500 team in conference i think right and then you just went on yeah on a ridiculous roll the second like i I think when you got to omaha did you even did you guys even lose a game i'm trying to remember how that went in omaha we did not lose a game yeah we um yeah so it was kind of a crazy year we started the season something ridiculous like 23 and 3 or something like that and we're ranked way up there and then like you said during during conference play we just kind of Got off to a slow start, got swept at Arizona, and then kind of just struggled to to make it through the year, and then ended up having to win, uh, I think, like two out of three. Um, we were kind of up against it last weekend in UCLA, at UCLA, and and came through and just snuck, kind of snuck into the tournament, um, and then we ended up losing our first game of of the regional in Virginia that year, and had to come back and fight all the way back through and make it to the super regional, um, took down Michigan in, in the super regional at home. Um, and then, and then, yeah, didn't lose a game in Omaha. So it was a wild ride. Yeah. That's kind of the prototypical just example of being able to, to, to flip a switch all of a sudden. I, I, I vividly remember yeah. that you guys, it was just like something changed and you guys went on a, on a ridiculous roll against the, the best teams in the country, obviously in Omaha. Yeah. So you get that national title your your freshman year. Um, you play two more years uh, with the Beavs, um, and then you're you're actually drafted by the the Colorado Rockies. Um, take us through a little bit that transition. You know, kind of your first uh, minor league experience, where 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 you were shipped out to, and what sort of tell us about that transition from from college to pro ball was it a was it a huge jump immediately at the the, the lower levels of minor leagues or was it kind of just rolling with the punches again yeah I mean it was definitely different um just minor league baseball in general is completely different to college baseball obviously it's just pretty much um development like most most of the focus from the organizations is on helping your high draft picks develop and getting them reps. Um, and it's not necessarily about going out there and doing whatever it takes to win the game. You know, mm-hmm. It's about getting pitchers and getting your hitters at bats and 
and preparing them um, and grooming them to, to play major league baseball. And so that was the most difficult thing for me because, you know, growing up and then at Oregon state, it was all about just doing whatever it took to, to help the team win. And so it's a different, different kind of baseball, um, you know, but obviously still uh, a ton of fun and, and all that jazz. Um, as far as my, my experience, um, the Rockies drafted me and sent me to um, short season, which was in Tri-City, Washington, Washington at that time, which is like Pasco and Richland mm-hmm. area. Um, not the place you want to be for long. <laughs> uh, you know, but I had a great time there. You know, the people were great. And, um, you know, I was there for, for the short seasons, just 70 games. Um, and then, you know, the next season I was on to, uh, to low A, which is a full season. And so from there on, I was in full season for the rest of my career at the various different levels, um, of minor league baseball, which seem to be changing these days. <laughs> yeah. A lot, lot of, uh, minor league baseball is kind of ceasing to exist. Um, but yeah, so you start off at, at tri cities, obviously you're, uh, a, a, a decently high draft pick, um, with a, a reputation out of college. So you're not at the, the low level tri cities for too long. And then you end up climbing the ladder. Uh, like you, you said, you've played, you played multiple levels, double a, um, triple a long season. Um, and then also played in, in, in the major leagues. Some, um, is, the, is there a certain level? Cause you know, people from Salem were used to seeing like the volcanoes where guys are kind of, uh, which is, was the same league as, uh, tri cities actually. Um, right. was, was there a level you got to where it was like a, a switch flipped where it's like, wow, these, like these guys are much better than the, than the level I was at before. Um, I, I would say double a when you're in the lower, the lower levels, the talent is there. Um, you know, there's guys throwing a hundred and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just, you know, they're not, um, really consistent. When you get to double A, you'll see start seeing some really consistent um, pitching and and hitting as well. And then um, when you get on to triple A, it's not necessarily that they're more talented in triple A. It's just guys with more experience usually. Um, you know, you'll see those guys with major league experience that are still hanging on, and you know the younger guys coming making their way up. And so um, you know, but double A is definitely the wake up call and like kind of you get there and most of the guys in double a have the ability to play in the major leagues. And it's just kind of whether or not they get that break or not. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for me, I hung around as long as I could and and didn't get that call, but it was, um, you know, definitely worth, worth the experience and worth the journey. And I'd do it again for sure. Well, you did play some games in the, in the majors, right? Um, in spring training it did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I forget which year was my first year going up during Major League Spring training games, um, you know, but it was a, a couple years in. And so, you know, there were a couple years there where I was playing a lot in those in those Major League Spring training games. And I was like, all right, this is my year. I'm going to get there. <laughs> um, but during the regular season. Uh, didn't end, didn't end up happening, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Was there you, you played with a, a lot of different teams at a lot of different uh, levels and in different towns? Was there any place you played that you were like, this was 
maybe a town nobody knows about or is, is a smaller town <laughs> that really like just gets after it for minor league baseball like the whole town's out there and it was kind of a, a cool place to play is there any anything that comes to mind yeah so um there, there's a few places oh, that no one's heard of there's really small towns most of the time are like your grinder cities um where the, the you know the field and the facilities are really tough um but I know Vancouver, Canada is not a small town, obviously, but they're not known really for their baseball, mm-hmm. uh, a hockey town, but they, um, they pack out, they got an older stadium, but they pack it out and the atmosphere is awesome. Um, I played indie ball in St. Paul, Minnesota, which was probably my favorite organization that I've ever played for. Um, Who's that with? There, which big league club? Um, they're an independent team. Oh, okay. So they actually just this year are um, – they switched over and are going to be the Twins AAA affiliate. Um, so, I mean, obviously that's awesome for them. But um, when I was playing indie ball, that was like an amazing experience for me. It was towards the end of my career, my last year and a half or so. And, you know, it's this indie ball team in the American Association – um, where most places you go and, you know, you're getting like a thousand fans, mm-hmm. um, but they're on like, you know, eight to 12,000 fans at this, you know, really nice stadium and just amazing playing surface. And, and it's just really professionally run and they're crazy for their sports around there. So really enjoyed um, playing in St. Paul. Gotcha. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing throughout your your, your time playing professional ball, you've played with some pretty big names. Um, a couple that come to mind, I, I can't remember. I can't remember if you told me about it or how. But correct me if I'm wrong. You played with both Russell Wilson and Tim Tebow. Is that correct? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah dude, so, is there any uh, any stories a, you can share about uh, those guys? There. Yeah. There's something about quarterbacks in my career. Um, so in 2011. Um, we had on our team, we had Russell Wilson and it was while it was in between when he was transferring from NC state to, he ended up going to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And we also had on that team, Kyle Parker, who was the starting quarterback at Clemson, um, during that time as well. And so they were both kind of trying to figure out like, are we going to play football? Are we going to keep playing baseball? What are we going to do? Um, and Kyle was a huge football recruit out of, um, out of high school. And, um, well, then, you know, obviously Russ chose to play football. Kyle chose baseball, ended up making it to the, to the big leagues. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of a fun year. And then I had played with Tebow in 2018 with the Mets. Um, and obviously that was just a certain, like everywhere we went was crazy. It was a circus and, you know, there's, packing out stadiums and people waiting at the hotel for the bus to arrive and all that good jazz. Um, so yeah, it was pretty crazy, but I, I, I missed your question. I think I started talking, I got all excited about talking about quarterbacks. Oh, I, I was, I was just asking if you had, had any uh, particular stories about either of those guys or what, what it was like hanging out with them. Oh, it was, um, they're both amazing human beings. Um, people ask me all the time, you know, like 
are they how they seem they are like like they are on on tv and stuff like that and, um yeah i mean it it's hard to believe and i was kind of the same way um you know before i got to know them but they're just amazing guys and great teammates um you know russ is someone that like you just never see him get mad you know i'm a seahawks fan and you watch him turn the ball over and it's just like he just kind of walks back and starts clapping his hands and yeah we're gonna be okay we're gonna be yeah. okay and it's like the same <laughs> the same way on the baseball field like the year i played with him he was struggling so hard at the plate um and it was just like hard to watch you know because he's such a good guy and like works so hard and then um you know to see him struggle like that but he's like he never lost faith he just would always always be you know rooting hard and cheering for the boys on the bench and so um yeah it was pretty impressive and then you know tim's tim's a little more um i'd say reserved off the field than i guess people would would think in my opinion um but he's still like very outgoing and you know, engages with the teammates and all that stuff. He just, I think he has a lot, he had a lot more going on um, at that time. Obviously it's later in his career. Mm -hmm. So he had stuff going on off the field um, and time commitment commitments and stuff. Can, I know you mentioned Russ was struggling pretty mightily at the plate. I mean, be, be honest, could, could, could these guys play or were they getting brought on because, they sold tickets or because they had a certain, um, you know, you think about Russ, maybe he has a certain mm -hmm. makeup where they, maybe he can't play now, but they're like, this guy just has that right. it factor and maybe he'll become a player. Like could these guys play? Right. I think it, it's funny because when I was playing with Tim in 2018, he was hitting like, he ended up breaking his hand at the end of the year, but he was hitting like 270 or something. Um, and, and made the all-star game and like, oh, wow. and we were, we were in double a at the time, um, you know, and so that's like, that's a hard place to hit 270, especially, um, in the league that we were playing in, you know, it's out East, we were in New York. Um, you know, it's not like you're playing at places where the ball is flying out the yard there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like, you couldn't really bang on the guy cause he's hitting 270 in double a, um, I, would, I wouldn't say that it was the, the hardest 270. Obviously, he's a super strong guy, and so, he, you know, he's muscling balls over the infield and, and blooping some in. But, you know, he's super strong dude, and every once in a while gets a hang of one and, and runs it out of the yard. But um, between the two, I would say Russ had the more, you know, more potential. Obviously, his position and, you know, his agility and the way he moves. He played second base for us that year. Um you know, and he's got a lot of athletic ability and everyone can see that on the football field. And so out of the two, I would say he has a better shot of making it to the big leagues, but Tim was playing, was playing better offensively. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I think had Russ only focused on baseball, then he has a chance to make it. Uh, you know, it's hard to say yes or no for sure. Right. Definitely. Yes. Gotcha. So switching gears outside of your, your uh, time playing ball here in the States, I know I wanted to ask you, um, I know you played multiple, I, I can't remember if it was winters. I think it was winters in Australia. Um, that was actually um, 
for our listeners, I played some baseball, obviously nowhere near the player that Joey was, but that was actually the first time that I played internationally. Um, I went with a USA team down to Australia and just had an incredible experience just for the couple weeks I was down there. We actually, this sounds like a totally made up, ridiculous, like generic Australia story, (laughs) but we literally had a, my first game there, we had a game get delayed because of a kangaroo herd crossing literally like 20 kangaroos started hopping around the field and i was it was our first game i was like wow this is like actually true these things are running around everywhere here um anyway just wanted to get that story out there but what part of what part of the country did you play in and and what did you like about it so much that kept bringing you back down there year after year uh i played so i played in perth which is western australia um Australian Baseball League, every every other team is out on the, the east and southeast coast. Um, so all the other cities like Melbourne, Sydney, um, Brisbane, you know, all, the, all the other teams are, are on the east coast. So we'd have to fly whenever we were going on the road. Um, but Australia is just, you know, in my career, it's definitely one of the things that stands out just because of the people there. Um, they're amazing people, really animated and um, they love to compete and they love um, the camaraderie and the family. And it, you know, it reminds me most of being at Oregon state. Um, and I think that's why I have such fond memories and still stay in contact with, with guys over there. Um, you know, the league is all about, you know, all about winning. They have, a, you know, ties to major league baseball. So, you know, major league baseball will send guys, um, different teams will send guys over there to play. Um, but the focus is to win to win the Claxton Shield is what, what they play for. Um, and so I think that's why, you know, I went back. You know, they made it feel like this is, you know, it's the big leagues in Australia. Mm-hmm. And so um, you're doing whatever you can to win. And the camaraderie and the family atmosphere um, amongst our team there was just, you know, it was like being at Oregon State again. And so um, – just so much fun and then obviously you know the culture over there is just amazing and they love to have fun and and get after it so um it was an ideal place to go in the winter you know instead of staying home and training and hoping that it's not going to be cold and raining outside that you know i just get to keep go play um play games and compete yeah that's what i noticed down there they're just the they're just the coolest people ever they're just you're just treated like a, a friend this the second that you show up and, and meet somebody and that had to be i know you mentioned I, I, and i've heard this from others a frustrated minors um can be that focus on development where really the, the the focus is to get guys ready for the majors it's not to win games and so for a competitor like yourself or a lot of guys i can uh, imagine that'd be nice to to get back to to that feel a little bit where it really is about winning a championship um, yeah. Lastly, before I get you out of here, Joey, I obviously want to move along to to what you're doing now. Um, you're a dad now, right? How how old is your your daughter? So yeah, uh, my wife and I we have we have two now. Our daughter is uh, just over three and a half, and our son is seven months now. So we uh, we got our hands full. Yes. Um, and then I uh, stopped playing ball 
in 2019 at the end of the year um, in St. Paul. And I am currently um, going back to school. I'm at Oregon State and I'm an undergraduate assistant um, with the baseball team. So um, Mitchie kind of has brought the boys back together um, on the coaching staff now. And so we're all loaded up with former former B players and um, we're trying to, you know, keep keep the uh the jersey in the right place and and what ultimately uh in 20 and what ultimately led you to make the call to to kind of move away from from playing professionally and 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 kind of migrate back toward toward coaching i shouldn't say back toward coaching migrate toward coaching (laughs) yeah i think it was just um kind of one of those things where um this opportunity came up um case retired and Mitch got the job and he gave me a call and let me know what was going on. And, um, you know, I was in my, well, it was my second different independent team. Um, I started 2018 playing independent ball before I got picked up by the Mets. Um, later that year, I ended up going back and playing in St. Paul. Next year was 2019. Um, and I played in St. Paul the whole year, but got, got banged up pretty much the whole year, had a, broken a very small break in my thumb the first inning of the season um, but didn't miss time for that and then ended up fluke play um, a little while later breaking my kneecap (laughs) and then came back from that and like within a week got a concussion and it was just everything was kind of snowballing and I was like man maybe it's time (laughs) Um, and so and then obviously we had, we had our daughter um, at that time and the family um, fortunately was all out with me um, that year. Um, but the year before, um, you know, I think I saw my wife and daughter one for like a day and a half during the all-star break um, for the whole season. And so it's kind of, oh man, kind of, um, you know, I was just kind of one of those things where I thought about it for, you know, a good while, a month or so. And you know, made this decision to to get into coaching, which is what I wanted to do, and I had this great opportunity in front of me, and so decided that that would be the best way to go. And did Mitch call it? So I know Mitch was – this is technically his second year as the coach. I think they played like <laughs> 10 games before uh, the season, maybe yeah. maybe 10 games. The season was called due to COVID. Did, did he call you last year and you were kind of like, I need a, a year to – to think about this and then you you started as a coach this year or what, what did that look like after Mitch was hired and bringing you on? So to in 2019 um, case retired and I was playing, it was uh, during my, my season. Um, And then when Mitch got the job, well, we, we actually talked before he had got the job. I, I, you know, you know, we were talking like, Hey, Case just retired, and I was like, "Dude, are you?" Because he was with the Mariners at the time, managing in Double A, and I was like, "Are you gonna, you know, apply for this job?" Blah blah blah. Um, he's like, "Yeah, of course. Like that's like my dream job, and um, you know, if I get it, I want you to come on staff. Like whenever you're done playing, like I want you, want to have you back." So it's kind of you know in my head already. Um, and then you know when he got the job, obviously we stayed in touch more, and so as soon as my season was over in 2019. I went straight to, to Oregon State and was at, and was there um, starting up last year. 
Um, and so, but then, like you said, we only played a handful of games last year. Um, and so it was a very quick transition. <laughs> sure. Okay. I was, I was a little confused on that one. Cool. Well, Joey, uh, thank you so much for, uh, for making time uh, to hop on here today. I know all of our listeners will, will be excited to hear from you. Um, before I let you go, any parting thoughts or shout outs or anything you want to give, um, before we sign off? No, I just, um, really appreciate you having me on and, um, you know, I still, um, lovingly refer to, to Salem as sauce town. (laughs) Some some of these younger guys, some guys on our team that are from Salem, I'll drop it on them. They don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, Hey man, you gotta, you gotta recognize Back in my day, we called it the sauce. So this is <laughs> this is where you're from, and I, I forget what year it was that um, you know people started calling calling it Sauce Town, but um, it really stuck, and it's a great name. And um, you know, I look at when I have more time, I'm definitely gonna have to go back and and listen to all, all the other guests. Um, you know, I saw some familiar names on there, so I'm looking forward um, to doing that. Do it, man. That would be awesome. Um, Anyway, thank, thanks again for coming on, Joey. Uh, best of luck with this season. The Beavs are off to a great start. So uh, go Beavs and have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks, Joey. Awesome. Thank you, Matt.